Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Argyle Chat. Again, there is no football for us to discuss this week as lockdown continues, but, we'll, but we will strive to give you your weekly fix of all things green. Now, I must apologise for the sound quality as it might not be as good as usual, but joining me over, over the phones are Chris Errington and Jack Ball. Hi, guys. How are you, all right? Going great, isn't it? For all the incessant fighting and talking about the new league since we're all, all together in the same room. But um, yeah, fine, thank you very much. And I hope all our listeners are, are well as well as we are coping as best we all can in these uh, very strange times. Absolutely. How are you, Jack? Are you all right? Yeah, not too bad. I'm looking forward to seeing the league new ball before having played too much when all the lockdowns are going on. So uh, it should all try and push through, I guess. Absolutely. Um, yeah, as I say, we, we you know we are working from home, but um you know it, it's important for us guys as well, isn't it, to to continue to do what we do and give our goal fans their weekly dose of or daily dose of our goal content. And the podcast is something that we enjoy doing enjoy doing very much. So um, we were very keen to continue it for the Green Army, weren't we? Absolutely. Jack, you were up at Home Park on Saturday, weren't you? Absolutely. It must be very strange to see Home Park so quiet on a Saturday afternoon as well. Absolutely. What this whole situation has brought home to me is what would my life be like without sport? You know, it's absolutely crazy. I mean, I'm, I'm so restless on a weekend without watching football and even during the week when there's so little going on. I just wonder how people sort of go about their daily existence if they don't like sport.
Yeah. Whether that's cr- cricket or whatever. The fact that no sports anywhere, apart from, like you were saying before, it's called Belarus or somewhere, isn't it? That's right, yeah. Apparently they're continuing with their national sports in Belarus. So the, uh, I think the Ice Hockey League is going ahead and so is the National Football League. And the, the Prime Minister was actually pictured at some Belarusian ice hockey game at the weekend with his pads on, ice hockey stick. And he basically said, I'm, this is the safest place I can be because being yeah. inside the ice hockey stadium is like being inside a fridge. <laughs> so I don't know if, if uh, what the World Health Organization would say about that. But <laughs> yeah, what about you, Chris? Yeah, I love my cricket. There's always some sport going on. So, that and an evening with the remote control in the hand when I've wrestled it off to Derrickson. And <laughs> the, um, um, the, uh, looking through and have no sport apart from highlights and whatever. It's just, it's, it's, it's strange. And we all work with athletes at weekends. And I do, I do find this weekend really strange. It felt like something missing. It really, and, and I know it's obvious. Yeah, absolutely. Try and, um, try and kill my problem. I'm trying to find. Do you remember the program of the Monty Cut Dream Team? Oh, yeah. I'm trying to find a box set for that, but I can't find it anywhere. I'm going to buy it or I'm going to make a chance to watch that because I, I loved that back in the day. And <laughs> I, I don't know how I'd feel watching it now. It's obviously quite dated, but I used to really enjoy that, but I can't seem to find that anywhere, so I'm struggling. Well, I think there might be a reason why that's not available on box set, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. The two legs. And um, it's great to watch those. And um, so, yeah, so that's something you might consider doing when you've got a spare hour or two. You know, <laughs> a, a spare 24 hours or two, you mean? I think. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I sit next to you at work, don't I, Jack? And I can tell the listeners that are, that are listening to the podcast that, Jack, I think you really got your love for football back this season, didn't you? And certainly for supporting Argyle. Well, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I,
Absolutely. Going back to what you were saying though, Chris, and uh, Charlie Rose's matchday moments, I think we should give a shout out to all the media teams, not just at Argyle, but up and down the country because they're yeah. they're working hard to you know keep that engagement going. And there's so many great things going around at the moment, isn't there? I know Leighton Orient set up the, uh, the 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 FIFA World Cup thing, or not World yeah. Cup, but you know what I mean. They got all the all the pubs involved and had that big knockout competition, didn't they? But that's one of many things that are going on right now in order for fan engagement to continue. Eighty-eight thousand, yeah, incredible. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, certainly. Uh, I tell you what, what I do quite like about it as well is sometimes, you know, on sport over the last few years, we, we've done some light-hearted stuff, but sometimes people don't, certain people don't react particularly well. But what, what's been quite nice is people really understand the reasons behind it, yeah. they get involved, and comments haven't been full of people saying, oh, it's a waste of time, why are you doing that? Although I must admit, there was one, I, I can't remember the name of the person, I wouldn't say who anyone is, but there was, was one person who commented on the, on the FIFA video at the weekend saying, why are these players playing football? Yeah, absolutely. Well, talking about that, how did you enjoy that, Chris? Commentating on a on a FIFA match. It's certainly a first for you, wasn't it? I think you did a yeah. great job, Chris, because it's so difficult to do a commentary at the best of times, yeah. let alone a FIFA game. Right. When you've got yeah, and when you've got no one to bounce off as well, it makes it even more harder again. Thank you. 
absolutely. Definitely. It should be said as well, of course, Argyle unbeaten in those two games. A 1-0 draw against Exeter and then a 2-0 win against Grimsby. Would you have taken those results, Jack? In real life? In real life, yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, Chris, you mentioned. <laughs> Chris, you mentioned there earlier on about being stuck up a crane. Um, of course, we heard yeah. the news over the weekend about Dan McCauley sadly passing away. Yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you've come into Dan many times throughout your your time covering Argyle. What's your memories of of Dan, apart from being stuck up a crane, of course. Left field appointment at the time, um, but again, he, he 
absolutely. And I think back to the Argyle team at that time, and as you say, he invested so much of his own money that they were almost like a Peterborough of today. Do you know what I mean? Peterborough have a reputation for picking up all the best of uh, lower league and non-league talent. You know, these days, back then, that's what Argyle were doing. I'm thinking of like um, Paul Dalton, Steve Castle, Kevin Nugent, players like that. Absolutely. Jack, it's probably before your time, isn't it, Dan McCauley? But I'm sure you would be well aware of Dan McCauley, the chairman and the person, and, you know, what he did for Argyle. Absolutely. And as Chris said, our, our condolences go to Dan and his family and friends, of course. Um, yes. Jack, you're going to take us out into the break with your halftime teaser? Okay. Have you got any ideas, Chris? Uh, 
Okay. <laughs> well, we'll find out after the break. Well, welcome back to the second half of the podcast. Uh, Jack, are we going to get the final clue for this Frenchman? I haven't got a clue who this is. I did think it might have been the guy that was at Torquay for a bit as well. I've, I've, the name escapes me. Uh, French guy, but I don't think it is him. Is it a midfielder, Dan? Or a midfielder, excuse me. Uh, yes, I think he was. Shall I guess a name? Yep, go on then, Chris. Great story. When I was researching that, I thought, I don't recognise that name. I clicked on it and then thought, well, he is a football game. That's surely going to be a bit obscure, Chris. You've got it out for three clues. And you have a great story about him as well. Well, only only because um, I've driven his car in. Absolutely. Uh, all the players whose cars you've just driven in would have to be from one of these big four games, and uh, <laughs> I thought it would be a tough one for you to guess. <laughs> <laughs> right, we're getting uh, back I'll to the... i have to work harder for next week. Yeah, come on, Jack, you need to up your game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, honestly, I thought that could be the first one where Chris might be a little bit tough. <laughs> we're getting back to the podcast then, guys. There was a little yeah. bit of, uh, of news this week, and um, academy news, really. Carl yeah. Curtis is leaving his role as the assistant manager of Plymouth Parkway to go to Argyle. Uh, he's taken up a coaching role within the academy. Do you know any more than that, Chris? He's, he's going to be um, a senior agent, I think. I don't know the specific name. It's a part-time role, but um, he's going to be involved with the academy. Lots of changes that have happened with the Argyle Academy over recent months. Neil Stevenson, the director of football, is, um, I think, overseeing they obviously appointed Darren White, the only male manager of the under-18s head coach. Uh, and we spoke to Mike Harris, who's 
Yeah, I always think with people like that that have been in the academy as well, they know what it's yeah. about and they know what they didn't get or what they did get, you know, things that don't work well and things that do work well within the academy. And they can, yeah. you know, try and improve that aspect of of the academy, I guess. Yeah, I think it can only strengthen that bond between Argyle and Parkway and that link-up that they have going forward. Just discussing Parkway, and um, obviously there's a lot of Argyle players at the moment that are out, or young young players that are out on loan at lower league clubs. I'm thinking Maturo and Alex Fletcher, of course, is at Tiverton. A real shame to see the non-league season ending prematurely when you know some of those young players have got so much to play for right now. I think we're getting to that point. Well, I, I don't think it's going to happen in the short term, but I think if we get to the end of June and we're still in this situation of lockdown, I, I, I can't see how they're going to finish the season, can you? Yeah. Although I don't envy them for absolutely 
No, absolutely. I, I take your point, Jack. I think when you look lower, lower down the, the, the league structure, though, and when you look at clubs like Parkway, and ta not so much Tavistock, but they were playing catch-up with their fixtures, and they were falling a long, long way behind. So, the, you know, they actually only played just over half of their league games this season. So I think it's a little bit easier to call it null and void when they haven't played. You know, whereas we look at the Premier League and the EFL, and we're into the last 10 games of the season, you know, with some of the non-league clubs, they're just over halfway through their fixtures. I know, I know that's some of the big games. There were some games where people already won the title. Yeah. Well, then... Yeah, I think it was Guernsey or Jersey, one of the Channel Islands teams that have won every single game this season, or they're, they're undefeated so far this season and won the league, but they're not going to get promoted now because the season's declared been declared null and void. And you think of the financial costs for them as well, coming over to play on the on the mainland every other week. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You Yeah, it's interesting you say that because I actually spoke to Stuart Henderson at Tavistock last week and he said if they had the chance, the players would play through the summer. And I said to him, yeah. I, I can understand that because I think non-league footballers, whereas for you know EFL and Premier League players, it is a job. Those that play non-league football do it for the love of the game. And they would. They would, play, they would play Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday if they had to. Do you know what I mean? Just to play all those games and finish the season. Absolutely. What what do you think will happen with the EFL? How do you see it panning out? Do you agree with that, Chris?
I totally agree. I think we'll get to a stage where um, some of the restrictions on the country will be lifted, but I can't see there being any mass gatherings for quite some time. So my personal view is that I think they'll play the games behind closed doors. They'll use iFollow for season ticket holders to, to you know be able to watch for free. The ordinary match get, match day going fan will be able to subscribe to iPlayer and watch it for say ten pound a game, and unfortunately the games are going to get played behind closed doors. But at least everyone will still be able to get their football fix then, and the clubs will still be able to make some sort of money from the matches. Yeah, I think so. Absolutely. Well, I think contracts expire at the end of June, don't they? But I think clubs are obliged to pay until the end of July. There's a, like a, a four-month uh, leeway period. So yeah. I, I think... Every, every division has to have the same sort of rules because you can't yeah. have exactly some players getting wrapped up while the season's still being played because everyone gets delayed. Everyone has to come together yeah. and there has to be some sort of unified rule. In my view, it's going to work. Yeah, I, th I think that's what will happen. My, I, I personally think that we'll get to the end of May and they'll make a decision to see what it's like at the end of June. But I think if we get to the end of June and things are going to be the same, I, I, I just fear the worst. And I think they're going to say, look, we're just going to null and void the season because there's too many legal implications with regards to player contracts and things like that. And we'll just start again from whenever we start again. Yeah, potentially. I think a lot of clubs are going to be reliant on the goodwill of fans to say, look, I understand what's happened. Don't worry, I don't want a refund. It'd be interesting to find out, actually, because obviously the rugby season's finished below the Gallagher Premiership, which affects Plymouth Albion, of course. And I'm sure there are, you know, there are plenty of Plymouth Albion season ticket holders that will be in that exact boat right now. Well, chaps, thank you very much for your time. Are you still there, Chris? Thank you, Chris. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely. It's all a bit strange doing it like this, but um, I think we've covered a few topics there, haven't we? So, yeah, um, we tried to do our best. Oh, pleasure. As I say, I enjoy doing the podcast. So, uh, and it's also nice to be able to speak to people as well because I live on my own. So it uh, gets a little bit lonely talking to these four walls all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
Absolutely. Well, as I say, thanks to you guys for joining me and thanks to you out there for listening. Um, stay safe. You know, the sooner we all abide by the government rules and what have you and stay at home, the sooner hopefully this will all be over and we can get back to watching football and talking about it as well. So stay safe. Take care. Thanks for listening. Bye bye.